Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Extra Time with Liam Horobin, presented by Betway. If you're out in Ontario, you can bet on Betway, but you have to be 19 plus. And please bet responsibly. We had a pretty good week last week, actually, when we were over at Betway. What do we have? We had Liverpool to win, but both teams to score. Now, that one did get a little bit hairy, I will admit. It was a close call. What was it? Uh, Diego Jota, who probably should have had a red card, to be fair. To be fair to Ryan, Ryan Mason, uh, new caretaker manager at uh, uh, Tottenham. Sorry, it's hard to remember who they've had there because managers are getting sacked left, right, and center in the Premier League right now. And Sam Allardyce is a new boy in town for the 20th millionth time. We'll get into him later on now. But yeah, Diego Jota saved our asses on that one. Our bold pick of the week of uh, Aston Villa beating Manchester United did not go as planned, I will admit. But I, I think it was worth the, I think it was worth the risk on that one, and we did it responsibly. So that's what matters. And then what was the other one we had? Oh, Bournemouth beating Leeds, which was the last of the season for Javier Garcia, who's now gone. And like I said, Sam Allardyce is in. So two for three ain't bad. That'll pay the bills. But if you're over in Ontario, a nineteen plus, go and check out Betway, and you'll be good to go. I always use Betway. I use Betway for my hockey and my soccer. My football, anything, anything I want. Betway is my home. There's a lot to get to this week. There is some stuff I know. Okay, don't call me out on this, but last week we definitely spoke about how this was just going to be about the English football pyramid from now on because it's just the system I watch the most. It's the one I'm most familiar with. Yada yada yada. And honestly, I'm sure it's the one you're probably most familiar with too. But. We got to get into a couple of things. One of them does does come into play with an English football player, which we'll get to first, which is Jude Bellingham reportedly going to Real Madrid from Borussia Dortmund. Now, Liverpool have been linked with Jude Bellingham for quite some time. And I've said this for a while now about Jude Bellingham. I do not blame him for not wanting to go to Liverpool. I believe he came out and said it, or maybe it was just me. can't remember. Either one of us. Very important voices, of course. One of us more than the other. Jude Bellingham. Either way, why on God's green earth would Jude Bellingham ever want to play in Liverpool? Never mind next season. They are just a shell of themselves right now. They're not likely in the Champions League, unless they win out, I believe. So... I don't blame Jude Bellingham to go for Real Madrid. You're guaranteed 
Champions League football and probably guaranteed to go pretty far in the Champions League to, I mean, Real Madrid are in the semifinals. Once again, I'm proving why they are the kings of Europe. And they have a history of developing young midfielders into world-class players. And now Jude Bellingham is probably going to go into that Real Madrid team and be the best midfielder on the team, no? He's better than Chuameni, he's better than Camavinga, and he's better than Valverde. And I would listen to a discussion on all of them, but I would probably disagree. I mean, Jude Bellingham has been doing this on his own now all season with that that Dortmund team who's absolutely bottling their chances of winning the Bundesliga. I think Bayern Munich's pretty much got that one locked up now, but he's going to go to Real Madrid and, and be the best midfielder there. He's already the best English midfielder in the world. And I think he was the best England player at the World Cup. So it's no surprise that a team like Real Madrid is coming in to to take his rights and sweep him away from any Premier League clubs. It is quite something that... So he is... Jude Bellingham has obviously played in England before. He played for Birmingham City. If you didn't know that, that's where he's from. And um, he, has, he has his number retired by Birmingham. So I believe the story behind it is... Because there was a lot of controversy when this happened because he was only 17. I think he had barely played a full season or just about a full season around there anyway. Less than 50 games, 50, 100, whatever it is. He didn't play many. That's what I'm trying to get to before he went to Dortmund. But supposedly he didn't actually want to leave Birmingham City who were in the championship at the time. However, if he didn't leave, the team would essentially go into administration, which is just something that is absolutely plaguing the English football league teams at the moment. There's uh, Yeovil Town was a, a culprit the other day too. I believe Reading have kind of run into this. Bolton Wanderers have Berry, of course, who don't exist anymore. So basically, the money from Bellingham's sale has saved the club. So that's why his number was retired. And I think other players that are in there, like Bobby Moore, as his um, number retired by West Ham, of course, the England captain when they won the World Cup in 1966. Maldini with AC Milan, just absolute legend, obviously. And I believe Zanetti for Inter Milan has one. I can't remember. Don't fact check me on that last one. I can't remember. There's a couple more. I think there's maybe, there's less than 10 in the world, but it was, uh, you know, the Bellingham stuff is true. Of course, with Real Madrid when Fabrizio Romano tweets about it. So yesterday being May 3rd, happy May the 4th, by the way. May the 4th be with you for all you Star Wars fans out there. Uh, Fabrizio Romano said Real Madrid are close to completing a deal with Jude Bellingham. Confirmed. Negotiations are progressing to the final stages. Personal items are agreed. New meeting has been scheduled to complete an agreement with Borussia Dortmund. Now, Dortmund has obviously got every every penny out of Jude Bellingham and about 50, 20, 47 million more. Anything. And I know there's people questioning why he hasn't come to the Premier League. Why would you? What does he have what does he have to prove in the Premier League? He's already if he came to the Premier League, I'll say it, he'd probably be the best player in the Premier League. At least best midfielder. Maybe best player is a bit too much, but he's proven it in the Champions League. He've proved it at the World Cup how good he actually is. Why not go to the best club in the world to take your next steps and continue to advance in your professional career? So that's Jude Bellingham out of the way. Let's check that one off. The other big news is a player who I think many would like to see in the Premier League one day. And of course, a World Cup winner in Leo Messi. Now, Leo Messi just got suspended for the rest of the season by PSG for taking a trip to Saudi Arabia, I believe it was. 
And I mean, rightfully so. If I just went on holidays for two weeks to Saudi Arabia and didn't tell anybody, I think I'd be in trouble too. I'd be likely, wouldn't be suspended. I'd likely just be sacked. So consider yourself lucky, Leo. Not that my job's bad. My job's great. I don't think I'm getting sacked. Anyways. Um, Messi goes to Saudi Arabia and then there was rumors too that he's just not going to be at PSG anymore. So that led to speculation of where he would be next. Now, of course, we're going to go. I If you don't follow Fabrizio Romano on Twitter, then I don't know what you're doing because he's kind of been on top of this a lot too. Also, Tony Roos, uh, Cruz sorry, signed a new deal with Real Madrid. So just because Bellingham's going doesn't mean Tony Cruz isn't sticking around. Also, shout out to Napoli for doing what they did today. The inevitable, it seemed like, for the last couple of weeks of them winning the Serie A, but very cool. Uh, so the update on Messi is that he was suspended, and now there's rumors that he could go to the Saudi Arabia League and join Ronaldo. So I believe the team is Al-Hilal. Al-Hilal. Apologies if I'm saying that incorrectly. And his salary would be 400 million euros per year. Not bad for however long he stayed. But here's my theory on Messi. So obviously, I think Barcelona is actually the favorite to get him back, which would be something. Somehow they keep managing to get all these players despite being in all these financial issues and fair play rules. But hey, who reads the rule book anyway? Am I right? So here's my theory with Messi. So the World Cup is obviously in Canada, the United States, and Mexico in 2026. So I think to build up the brand of the MLS and all that kind of stuff, Messi will be in the MLS in that season leading up to the World Cup. So that would mean he would have to go somewhere for however long it is, a two-year gap, one-year gap, whatever. What would it be? Two-year gap, four-year gap. 2028, the World Cup is. When is the World Cup? This December one threw me off big time. 2022 plus 2076, of course. So between that, Messi will go to Barcelona for however long that is, two years. Then he will go to some team in the MLS. I'm going to go out on a limb. And obviously this one's been reported multiple times, so it's not that crazy to assume. But I think Messi will be a member of Inter Miami one day. I don't think it'll be Phil Neville managing him. But David Beckham will pull some strings, and I think there'll be some agreement along the line where he goes to Barcelona, has his kind of final farewell, which we thought we'd already had. Obviously not. It seems like it's going to go back. And then he will end up with into Miami or in the MLS at least. Maybe maybe there's another expansion team that comes into the MLS at that point. Maybe Vegas gets a team and he goes there. But I think at that point, he will be in the MLS when the World Cup comes to North America. Okay, so there's Messi on the list. The next player, also a footballing legend, Cristiano Ronaldo, apparently wants to leave um, El Nassar, I believe they're called, in the Saudi Premier League. That does is that surprise anyone? Not me at all. I I can't believe he went there for the football fan in me. Can't believe he went there. To be honest, I feel like Ronaldo still has a lot to give for the for the game and in a European football kind of sense. But hey, he went there. I think. I don't know how long his contract is. I always forget, but the money is obviously a big thing. And why wouldn't you to try and grow the game in Saudi Arabia? Hey, like David Beckham did it in the MLS to tr- to try and grow the game and did a great job. Players have tried to do it going to China. It hasn't worked quite as well. 
But hey, if you get Messi and Ronaldo in the same league again, it's not going to be a bad thing, right? So apparently Ronaldo's once out. Now that's a player I could see in the MLS a little sooner than prior to the World Cup. I will see what happens with Ronaldo, but that was just kind of an interesting story that developed a little bit today. Oh, sorry, over the week. So there you go. If you have a thought on where Ronaldo could go, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Liam Horbin. I'm also on Instagram at Liam.pods. I'm on TikTok too, but I don't really post on TikTok that much. I just find I get a little addicted to it. So I've avoided uh, the TikTok game. We post on the 90th minute, of course, which you can follow at the 90th minute across all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And then obviously all our podcasts, Kicked Back with Caroline, Sunday League Pundits with Brett and Woz. We have a lot of fun over there. And then, of course, me. Check out Betway because we're all presented by Betway. So it's the 90th minute. Just got to bet responsibility, people, and be 19 plus in Ontario. Anyways, my next one. The goal machine, Erling Haaland. So Erling Haaland broke the record for most Premier League goals in one season. Do you know what amazes me about Haaland is the fact that he's 22 and this guy is an absolute machine. But yeah, he's got 35 Premier League goals this season. And it's just been amazing to watch him, to be honest. Like, I'm not sure what the expectations were for for people when Erling Haaland came to the Premier League. For me, I think if you can score 20 goals in the Premier League, you're a quality, quality football player. And we all knew Erling Haaland was that. For, but for him to come out and basically just blow away the record box with, what, four games left, he's probably going to... He's probably going to hit 40, right? Four games left, five goals. I mean... It sounds crazy, but I'm sure he's got a hat-trick left in him as City continues to fight for the title, which seems like the battle is won. But yeah, I, f- I feel like that could be the goal. But maybe maybe Pep will rest him a, l- a little bit more too, like he did with Kevin De Bruyne uh, when was that Wednesday night against West Ham. So we'll see. Obviously, City want to go out and try and win this treble with Real Madrid being the biggest obstacle to that. But one thing I wanted to address was... I've mentioned this numerous times on the show, but I watch a lot of talk sport. It's uh, now on YouTube for me, so I can just click on it and watch the live shows. And I watch a lot of the clips. And one that came up today was Simon Jordan, who people might not know him, but he's a businessman from England. He used to own Crystal Palace uh, when they came back to the Premier League under Ian Dowie. And they had like Andrew Johnson and Wayne Routledge and all the boys, all the Eagle boys. Um, he said that if Harry Kane could was playing on Manchester City, he would also score that many goals. To that, I say, yeah, no shit. Uh, Harry Kane is one of the best strikers in the world and is in the same category as an Erling Haaland, way more rounded player. But Haaland, to his credit, has started to develop that more progression to his game of being able to sit back and kind of play as feed through him a little bit too and still have that finishing touch. And it's been remarkable actually to watch his progression. But the thing that bugged me about it was, let's not discount greatness. And the greatness is what Erling Haaland has been able to do. There has been numerous great strikers that have come through City and not even come close to scoring this many goals as to what Haaland has done this season. Like Sergio Aguero was kind of the first one to to start the trend of strikers coming to City. And obviously 
his career ended in a disappointing way with the health issues. But Sergio Aguero, when he was in the Premier League, scored 26 goals in the league one season, and that was his career high with City. Erling Haaland scored nine more goals than that with four games remaining. And I just don't think it's fair to to, to discount that what Erling Haaland has achieved, to be honest. And I think it's it's fair to say that guys like Harry Kane would step into that team and, and score that many goals. I'm, I'm sure a lot of fantastic strikers would. I'm sure Karim Benzema would. I'm sure Robert Lewandowski would. Like, uh, whoever else you want to name, right? Like, all these greats, like Alan Shearer, who scored all these goals and that was the record uh, Holland broke was Alan Shearer's would also step into the team and score that many goals. So to Simon Jordan, I say, cause he's probably listening to Simon Jordan. I say, don't allow this idea that anybody can score that many goals, like overshadow what Erling Holland has done for the city team and to take, he's taken a great team to another level, which is something I don't think many people expected with City, who, yeah, like I said, are looking to to win the treble and become the first team since Manchester United to win the real treble, which is the Champions League, the Premier League, and the FA Cup. Of course, Liverpool were in a similar situation last season where they could have won the, what was it, was it the quadruple? Yeah, I think it was a quadruple. Maybe they could have won five, I can't remember. But yeah, it was five because they could win... They played every single game possible. And they, of course, came short on what they win the Community Shield, the Carling Cup, and then they won the FA Cup too. Yeah, they won the treble, right? So they just lost the Champions League final and the Premier League. So, yeah, I think sometimes it's kind of funny, isn't it? Like, and this is a video, I spoke about it a little bit last week, but I don't think it's fair to just talk about greatness in such like a a disappointing way like the Pep Guardiola and Alex Ferguson thing we spoke about last week in the sense of like Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
they're just great. They're just great players. I just appreciate what they are able to do in their careers. And sure, there's always going to be the debate. Who's better, Haaland or Kane or Guardiola and Ferguson or whoever it may be, Camavinga and Bellingham. But you ne- we're never going to know the answer. There's not power rankings. I guess there is the Ballon d'Or, but that's interesting. Also, I'd be curious to know, I might have this conversation next week, but the Ballon d'Or winner, I know some people have been kind of throwing names out there. And I think I'm going to get on that train a little bit here and, and throw out some ideas of what I think. But anyways... Let's move from the top of the table to right down to the bottom of the table, where we have quite the relegation battle on our hands. And let's just quickly go through it here. So, I mean, realistically, Chelsea could still get relegated. Feels unlikely, and I know there's kind of been videos out there of like, oh, well, if Chelsea just lose all four, which they might, and then Forrest win all four, like Chelsea will be down and all this stuff. Well, Nottingham Forest haven't won an away game all season, and they have two away games left this year. Uh, sorry, yeah, two away games left this season. One is, funnily enough, against Chelsea, and the other one is against Crystal Palace. So we'll see. I mean, it feels unlikely. But anyway, so this is how the table is currently sitting on May 4th. Southampton at the bottom with 24 points. Uh, every team has four games left, by the way. So the South, Southampton in 20th with 24. Everton, 29 in 19th. Forest with uh, in 18th have 30. Leeds with the same in 17th. Leicester the same in 16th. I think that's the battle. I think that is the relegation battle right now. And then above that is kind of the next group of teams. Like, yes, technically they are still in this relegation battle, but they're probably safe. West Ham in 15th in th- with 34. We- uh, Wolves in 14th with 37. Bournemouth, who have just really turned it up these last this last month or so, uh, in 13th with 39. And Chelsea... In 12th of 39 as well. There's And Chelsea actually do have five games left, not four games left. But um, Crystal Palace end in 11th with 40. And they say that 40, 40 point total is kind of the threshold of, uh, of where you need to be to avoid relegation historically in the Premier League. So there you have it. Let's just have a quick look last season at the the points. So Nottingham, uh, Norwich, Watford and Burnley went down last season at Norwich finished with 22, Watford 23. If I remember correctly, they were relegated like long long before the last day of the season. And then Burnley had 35 points, which put them down with Leeds in th- with 38. So there you go. That's kind of just a comparison. I was curious to see the standard of where it was. So yeah, the 40-point mark is still the threshold to, to avoid relegation. So obviously the big news in the Premier League this week, aside from Haaland scoring that many goals and everything else, I guess, that happened was big Sam Allardyce is back in the Premier League for the um, 100th time. Um, Who's he been with? Obviously Bolton Wanderers, which is my club. And Sam Allardyce is just an absolute legend with Bolton and what he was able to accomplish with that club has not been achieved by anybody else. He took him to Europe multiple times, just really from the 2003 season onwards was able to, to guide the team in a direction that hadn't been 
it hadn't been ever before. And I read his book and he's a, he's a very interesting man in the way that he manages, obviously as his style, but it's actually way more attractive than people actually give him credit for. Like, um, he was very advanced for his time in the Premier League. A lot of managers kind of took what he did and ran with it themselves. For example, like the nutrition. Um, so like the diets the players were on, the training sessions they were doing and just kind of just the stuff you don't really think about. He was learning all this stuff and he learned it from when he came over to the US. So he played for a team called Tampa Bay Roadies or something like that. They're, they're a team. They're not actually an MLS team any, anymore. I ever were. I can't remember what league it is exactly, but he played for them and they just kind of helped him develop these ideas and then brought it back over to England. And then the rest is kind of history from there. But Bolton almost made it into the Champions League with Sir, Al- uh, with Sir Sam Allardyce. Maybe that should be his name. Uh, but the chairman at the time, Phil Gartside, essentially said, no, like we don't want no, we don't want to go to the Champions League because we don't have the money to financially back it, which I would argue that's a joke because when you get into the Champions League, you can then attract bigger players and also more money for TV revenue and Bolton would likely be on the television a little bit more back then. But anyways, that's a story for another time. We did get a, a big draw against Bayern Munich one year. One year, our, our, our Europa League group, I think, because we were in the Europa League and the UEFA Cup. Our Europa League group, what was it? It was like Braga, Red Star, Belgrade. I'll just kind of name a few teams we played. I think we played um, Zenit St. Petersburg, Atletico Madrid we knocked out of the Europa League, Sporting Lisbon knocked us out, Bayern Munich, of course, was one of the years we drew 2-2 with them at the Allianz Arena. So back then, too, you didn't play home and away legs. So that year, Bolton only played at the Allianz Arena. And I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe they're one of very few teams to take points off Bayern Munich in some kind of European stage, might just be group stages, of who are an English club. So there's our mark on history. That would have been in 2006-7 season, I believe. But there was a it was a big quote out there that was quite funny about how um what was it exactly he said? He's like, I'm he essentially said that he's better than like Klopp and Pep and Art Mikel Arteta too, which is quite good for him to be part in that group. But I, I think people took it the wrong way. I think he was trying to take the heat off his players a little bit and put it on him, which is what a good manager would do, right? So he's been around the block. He's been around the block. Uh, who's he managed now? Bolton, obviously, Newcastle he got sacked from. Blackburn, he saved from relegation. Everton, he saved from relegation. Sunderland, he saved from relegation. He did save Bolton from relegation too, which I want to get into a little bit later in some sense. And then there was one other team. Oh, West Brom. That was the one team he did end up getting relegated from uh, with down to the championship. And I think he was at Palace for a little bit too. My question is like, when is someone just going to give this guy a full-time job? He's still a good manager. He obviously had his issues with England. Best best record as England manager, Sam Allardyce. One one win, one game. Look it up yourself. I can't remember exactly what it was. But anyway, he is now the manager of Leeds. And here's a funny little tale for you. Bolton Wanderers played Leeds the last time Leeds got relegated from the Premier League, which I believe was actually the 2004 season. Yes, because Bolton... 
almost got relegated in 2003 and stayed up on the last day thanks to a 2-1 win against Middlesbrough when Michael Ricketts scored. For those of you who don't know who Michael Ricketts is, he used to play for Bolton and he was the last player until this season when Dion Charles did it to score 20 goals in a season. So there you go. I'm just curious now, actually, who got relegated that season when Bolton didn't. It was Sunderland, West Ham, and West Brom. That's right, because West Ham and then Leeds. Interesting. I'm just going to run through this because it's kind of fun. So United won the Premier League that season in 2003. Um, In the Champions League was Arsenal, Newcastle, and Chelsea. And then UEFA Cup, which, of course, is the Europa League. Southampton, Blackburn Rovers, Liverpool, and Manchester City. It's kind of funny sometimes how the the times change a little bit. So the reason uh, Southampton made the... So they, Southampton finished eighth in the Premier League and Everton finished above them in seventh. But Southampton got UEFA Cup that year because they lost 1-0, I believe, to Arsenal in the FA Cup final, which back then, I think it might still happen now. Um, if you won or... If you won, which Arsenal did, but you were in a Champions League spot, the runner-up then got to go and play in the Europa League UEFA Cup back then. Because Millwall did it too. But yeah, Bolton stayed up on the last day, 42 points. West Ham went down with... Sorry, Bolton had 44 points. West Ham went down with 42. So anyways, the point is, and the irony around it all is, the last time Leeds were relegated from the Premier League... Bolton Wanderers were the team that relegated them. I believe it was a win at the Reebok Stadium at the time. And there was all these pictures of like Alan Smith, who many may remember from United and Newcastle, was crying in a Bolton kit. And yeah, and now here we are in 2023. What's that? Um, just under just under 10 years later when they're in the same boat and the man who relegated them last time is here to save them. It's quite just kind of... An ironic little story, but before we wrap it up here, I just want to give my predictions on who's going to get relegated in the Premier League. And with four, so we're four games left, like I said. So I'll run through it quickly here. So I'm just going to look at the bottom five. I don't think anyone above Leicester is got any chance of getting relegated. As funny as it would be to see Chelsea go down, I don't see it happening. So this is what we kind of got here. Southampton's run of fixtures. So they have Nottingham Forest away, Fulham at home, Brighton away, Liverpool at home. I think Southampton goes down. I don't see them winning another game. I really, really don't. And they've not been great all season. they got a very young squad, a lot of talent. I'll be curious to see where James Ward-Prowse ends up next season. And the other guys like Lavia and like maybe Bella Kocha gets a deal somewhere too to stay in the Premier League. But for now, I think Southampton's done. So let's put a big R next to Southampton for relegated. Nottingham Forest is where we'll go next. They play Southampton. I think they'll get a win against Southampton. They play Chelsea, which will give them a draw, which will boost them up to 34 points. But unfortunately for them, I don't think they get any more from that point. With They play Arsenal at home, which I think they'll lose because Arsenal is still obviously going for this Premier League title. And then they have Crystal Palace away. Now, I did think about giving them the win against Crystal Palace, but they haven't won an away game all season, so why would it start then? I mean, there's no better time than the last game of the season to get your first win of the season, especially 
if it helps you avoid relegation. But unfortunately, I have them down as a loss there, which gives them 34 points. The other team, the team we just spoke about, Leeds. Manchester City away. Sam Allardyce's first game. Weirdly enough, that was the game I was a little unsure about because there's that boost of being under a new manager and there's not really any, what's the word, pressure for them to go and win at City. There is, but there isn't in the same way. I have them down as a loss just because I don't want to predict City to lose to Leeds, to be honest, at home. Newcastle at home, revenge game for Sam Allardyce, but again, it's a very tough game for them. And just taking away the manager, Leeds have been absolutely leaking goals. And is Sam Allardyce going to be able to turn us around in four games? I'm not convinced. West Ham, a draw I gave them. And I do think they could beat Spurs on the last day of the season. However, I don't think it's enough. And I think they will go down with Forrest. And with that, I gave Leicester 34 points as well. Then I'll get a draw against Fulham. They'll lose to Liverpool and Newcastle. But they'll beat West Ham in the last game of the season to stay up. James Madison has been reported to be leaving. Win or lose. So I think it'll be James Madison's last game. Funnily enough, I think he'll end up at Newcastle, which is um, his last away game of the season. I think I'd just be a really good signing for them. Obviously a fantastic player. And then the other team, and this is Everton, who currently sit in 19th. Now, maybe I'm being a bit too optimistic for Everton. I do like Sean Dyche a lot. But I I think they'll stay up. I think they'll stay up. I actually have them in 16th and then Leicester in 17th. I think they'll actually lose the next two games, which is Brighton away and then City at at home. Yep. But then they'll beat Wolves and Bournemouth. Now, if they don't beat Wolves, I think that'll be it. Obviously, the points won't help them. But I think they've got to beat Wolves. And if they beat Wolves, then I think they'll beat Bournemouth. So then, yeah, I have my final standings for the bottom five of the Premier League table. is Southampton, Nottingham Forest, Leeds, Leicester, and Everton in 16th. If you've got a prediction that you want to share with me, let me know. Just comment it on this. I'll make this a little video on YouTube. So just comment it on there. Leave your predictions in the, in the comments. Or if you see this somewhere else, or you see me on Twitter making something, I don't know. Maybe when I send out the, the tweet for, for this podcast, leave your comments there. Let me know if you think I'm right or wrong or what you think. And even if you don't think I'm right or wrong, whatever, it doesn't bother me. Uh, okay. So that's the kind of the gist of everything I wanted to get to today. And with that said... Let's head over to Betway and see what we can find on the sports box today. So we got two bets for Betway. Bet number one. I'm going to go with AFC Bournemouth to beat Chelsea. Because quite frankly, why did Chelsea deserve any respect from me right now? <laughs> so if you put 10 bucks on that, it'll turn into 34 over on Betway. Be 19 plus, of course, and bet responsibly. The second bet I'm looking at is Nottingham Forest to beat Southampton. Like I said, I think that's one game Forest will win for out of their last remaining schedule. Probably the last win they'll have this season. If you put 10 bucks on that, you'll get $11 in return. So head over to Betway, place your bets now, and let me know what you're betting. But be 19 plus and please bet responsibly. Shout out to Betway for helping us out on this podcast and being a, a sponsor. 
So thank you very much, Betway. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll be back next week. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I guess we'll kind of see what happens throughout. But I do want to kind of touch on the football league playoffs. The There's a great one going on in the, the championship right now. Bolton claims a playoff spot, by the way. Big win over Fleetwood Town the other day on what was that? That would have been Saturday. They won 2-0. It was a great night. So now we're in fifth. It looks like we're going to play Barnsley in the first leg, who have been unbelievable since the start of the calendar year. So I'm not looking forward to that one, but Bolton have won a trophy this season, so maybe they can turn things around and uh, get promoted to championship. But it's going to take a lot, and we've got some injuries right now, so I don't have my hopes very high. But you got to believe, right? you got to believe. I'm trying to find the champion. Oh, here we go. They all play on Monday, the championship. So Burnley and Sheffield United are both back in the Premier League next season. We haven't seen Sheffield United for a couple of years since they were under Chris Wilder, but they look like a, a pretty good squad at the moment, obviously. Burnley under Vincent Company, who is linked with Chelsea and Tottenham. I think it'd be best if Company stayed actually at Burnley for the rest of the season. Sorry, for the rest of next season. They'll keep them, I suppose, depends how it goes. But they play good football, and I'm excited to actually see a different kind of Burnley. So this is what we've got for the championship playoffs so far. Just quickly, Luton Town in third, and they'll stay there. Middlesbrough in fourth, and they'll stay there. This is kind of when it gets juicy. So we have Coventry City with 69 points. Remember, they all have one game left. So you have Coventry City with 69 points in fifth. Millwall with 68 in sixth, Sunderland, seventh with 66, West Brom, 66 as well in eighth, and Blackburn with 66 as well. So there's still five teams fighting for two spots in the championship playoffs. West Brom play Swansea. Who have we got here? Sunderland play Preston. Blackburn and Millwall actually play each other, so that'll be a massive game. Luton, like I said, claims they play Hull. Middlesbrough play Coventry. So we'll see. That could be a preview of of what the first leg of, of the semifinals of the playoffs look like. So here's my prediction. I think Coventry will end up staying in. I think they'll beat Blackburn and go up. And then Millwall will also go up. Now, I know that's not a very fun prediction, but I just want, I like seeing new teams come to the Premier League. I like seeing new teams. Like we got um, Nottingham Forest back this season. A few years ago, we had teams like Reading get back up there. And, you know, it's just a lot more fun, I think, and refreshing when you get these clubs who aren't expected to be there, get back up. And especially a team like Lewin Town, if you want to go look into their history, I think that might be a fun podcast one day, especially if they make it to the playoff final, I'll, I'll win it. For example, it, it wasn't too long ago they were in the the Conference League, which is not the Conference League, sorry, the Conference, which is where Wrexham just got promoted from maybe like eight years ago. But they had one of the, the FA Cup classics when Liverpool played them. At, uh, I can't remember the name of the stadium. But it was just a little stadium. You might have seen some TikToks and videos on it. It's quite unique. But they played Liverpool in the FA Cup third or fourth round. I can't remember. Xavi Alonso scored a goal from the halfway line. It's a pretty iconic FA Cup moment. So maybe go check that one out. I think the final score was like 5-3. Fenworth Road, I think that's what their stadium is called. I'd look it up, but it sounds like my laptop is about to overheat. So I don't think I'll be able to. And with that said, I will see you guys next week. Thank you very much for listening again. I do greatly appreciate it. Tell a friend, maybe. Tell a friend. Even if they're not a football fan, maybe they'll like it and we'll see. Again, thank you very much. Thank you, Betway, and thank you to all of you, and we'll see you next week.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.